This work in progress is released under a Creative Commons license. The following Still Ripples podcast is dedicated to all those living in confusion, who are in pain, and who are searching. He who has ears, let him hear. And welcome to this week's Still Ripples on the Lake. I'm Greg. And I'm Brian. Um, we're coming to you guys uh, literally uh, one day before the anniversary of uh, 9-11, which, actually, which happened uh, 12 years ago. And uh, as we've mentioned before, we want to take uh, the on the lake in a little bit of a different direction, yeah. uh, more so in a, in a time of praise. And I know you may be asking yourself, you know, how can 9-11 be viewed as something uh, to give praise about. Um, we're going to kind of look into that a little bit and, uh, you know, bring some scripture out, as well as just, you know, discuss some things that uh, have been laid on our hearts. Mm-hmm. So, um, starting out, you know, uh, we we did this last year as well a little bit. Uh, I was in high school when this happened. Yeah, in so fact, I was, uh, uh, you know, I remember sitting in um, my uh, webmastering class, and at first we thought it was... Uh, you know, it, it wasn't the first time that a plane had hit a building, and you know we didn't think really much any anything of it until the second plane uh, hit the twin towers, and that was when it really became a, a reality, and it, it was it truly was a day of tragedy. Um, uh, Brian's got a couple of uh, more in-depth facts on that kind of <coughs> stuff. Yeah, uh, we know that it happened on September 11th, obviously mm-hmm. in 2001. Uh, mm-hmm. It occurred when 19 militants associated with the Islamic the Islamic extremist uh, group Al Qaeda actually hijacked four airliners mm-hmm. and carried out suicidal attacks against the U.S. Um, altogether, we know that over 3,000 people died, and it was one of the greatest tragedies in U.S. history. And not only 3,000 were killed, but also uh, include this also included more than 400 police and firefighters as well. Mm-hmm. And you know, Brian made a good point. You know, we, we, we a lot of times focus on the the twin towers because that was the the biggest impact. But there were other planes that were uh, hijacked that day. Mm-hmm. One aimed for the Pentagon, and uh, one, one we didn't know where it was uh, aimed. There's lots of mm-hmm. uh, speculation on where it was aimed. Mm-hmm. But that one was actually brought down by uh, some of the people mm-hmm. on the plane themselves. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, uh, right after 9/11, there was a huge uh, coming back to life of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people put aside their differences. It didn't matter whether you're white or black or, uh, you know, Catholic, Jewish, uh, Christian. It didn't matter. It was it was, it was was that time of love, uh, the time to, uh, you know, start healing. Uh, people needed each other. And people were willing to give up mm-hmm. uh, certain things. You know, in and of itself, uh, you know, the scripture that, that I found 
uh, to look at is in Ecclesiastes uh, 3.1. It's, it's, there's actually a lot of psalms uh, written about this, but uh, it's 3.1 through 8, and it's, uh, For everything there is a season and a time, for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Um, you know, when that attack happened, I know myself, uh, I, I actually did kind of, even though I didn't want to, I found myself in a lot of that fear because it was so, there was so much uncertainty. But the reality of it is, is Christ was right there in the middle of it. God was right there to um, bring comfort where there was no comfort, uh, bring peace where there was that fear. Um, you know, a lot of good people lost their lives, and um, that's not something that we look at lightly. Um, you know, it, it's it's not praising that people lost their lives, but uh, you know, the testament of American will that came out of that. Um, again, like I said, people that you normally wouldn't see coming together put their differences aside to draw together. There's people out there that have uh, spoken about September 12th. The attack happened on September 11th. September 12th, people were coming out of the woodwork to uh, volunteer, mm -hmm. to help. Um, you know, it, 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 was, it, was, it was like a glimpse of an America that we haven't seen in years that came out of a tragedy. When I was meditating personally, uh, you know, on this uh, message and what we would give today, you know, a quote had came to me, and I believe God was giving it to me not to give affirmation or any sort of praise towards this quote, but to draw a distinction mm -hmm. between what is biblical and what is not. And the quote, it's been quoted many times, uh, what it says is, he who has a why to live for can bear almost any how. On the surface level, this seems very true. Mm -hmm. And what God was telling me is, you know, this is not entirely accurate. And for three reasons. Number one, we may not always understand the why. I mean, the why may be presented to us, we may ask it, but we don't understand, mm -hmm. you know, what's going on. I mean, I know this quote can be taken different ways, but seeing how it came from Frederick Nietzsche, who was an atheist, I would say this is actually an accurate way to take it. Uh, so we may not always understand the why. Number two, we may not always agree with the why. Mm -hmm. I mean, things may happen, uh, and we may understand the why, but then at the same time we don't agree with it. So still, no comfort is brought. Number three, if we both understand and agree with the why, it may still bring no comfort to us at all. And that's mm -hmm. also true. Concepts and reasons, I mean, I mean, sometimes we get tied up in a lot of the things that we talk about, and concepts among themselves and reasons among themselves, that's not the point. That's not, the, that's not what's going to bring comfort and everything. And sometimes in the center point of our pain and of our suffering, 
We should not be looking for a why. We should be looking for a who. And this isn't a who to blame or to toss anything on other than trust. We mm -hmm. should be looking to whom to trust, and that who being Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. and, and Greg mentioned, you know, there were people that were turning back to God. There were people turning back to their faith. They were relying on Christ and not simply themselves and not mm -hmm. simply others. I mean, I'm not talking about a who as in relying on other people simply, you know, in and of themselves, mm -hmm. but turning to a who that is Christ, that is divine, that is our Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. And that uh, you make an amazing point. Uh, you know, there's a lot of tragedies that happen. I mean, even in the study of Job, mm -hmm. uh, if, if you know the why, it doesn't necessarily mean that that you're going to be okay with that. Yeah. I mean, there's sometimes that things happen that you find out why, but it still doesn't really sink in as as as, as even really being. It's like I, I I hear you saying why, but I still have questions of why the why, mm -hmm. and it just compounds things. When you give that that uncertainty over to God and let Him take that away, there's 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 a removing of. Of those questions, yeah, you still have them, but there's a there's a, a sense of peace. Yeah, you know, uh, when you give it over to He who controls the winds of the storm, who who at just the very mention, the storms and the winds and the waves and everything cease. Yeah. You know, uh, I can I can relate to a, a, a the the tragedy that was in my life that that week I didn't find any any sense of rest. Mm -hmm. Except at night, when there was a sense of peace, just a, just a a a rest that I couldn't I couldn't fathom. You know, I I should have, for all intents and purposes, been just wired all night. I mean, I was so stressed, everything was going on. Yet, you know, when I I, I knew I couldn't do it in my own strength. Yeah. You know, just like when this happened, uh, it, it it was it was one of those things. Where do you turn? You know, so many people would look to the who, like Brian was saying, in a, a physical person. But the reality of it is, when you when you look to God, He holds all in His hand. Yeah, I mean, we may still have the question, but the mm -hmm. burden of uncertainty is being lifted. Mm -hmm. And what we have is, as you're saying, we have peace. We have we have we can take joy. Mm -hmm. And what is what is replacing it also is trust. Yeah. We have faith in knowing, and as you said, the, the certainty that is given in the book of Ecclesiastes that, that you showed there, there is that sense of comfort and peace because we know that God, we know that you, Lord, are mm -hmm. there for us because, as you said, we can't do it in our own strength. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we, we've seen the best that man can do, mm -hmm. and it doesn't compare to what God can do. Uh, one of the verses, and I'm glad that you mentioned the book of Job, one of the verses that came to me and that is so humbling is in Job chapter 1 verses 20 through 22 it says and this is after this is after the the series of events that have happened to Job's life that are tragedy before it actually happened to him physically it was what happened to his family you know to his to his wealth and everything else it said then Job arose and tore his robe shaved his head and fell to the ground and worshiped he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return. The Lord gave me, uh, gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Through all this, Job did not sin nor blame, or nor did he blame God. That just floors me completely mm -hmm. because the reaction. It is, he fell to the ground and worshipped. Another, um, 
another verse, another another part happened with another individual. It was David, and I recently read this uh, again. It was Second uh, Samuel chapter twelve, verse twenty, and this is after God has already told him through the prophet Nathan. God, uh, you know, this is after the sin of David. Mm-hmm. David has admitted to his sin. He has sought forgiveness for his sin, and Nathan told him that he is forgiven. But he also told uh, God also told uh, uh, David through Nathan that you know punishment will come, mm-hmm. and that he was going to take his son from him, his his uh, the, the son that would be born, and so that actually happens. It happens, uh, and in the following verse, verse twenty, it says, "So David arose from the ground, washed, anointed himself, and changed his clothes, and he came into the house of the Lord and worshipped." Then he be, then he came into his own house. When he requested, he uh, they set food before him and he ate. The reaction again is worship in the face of tragedy. Though this was David's fault, mm-hmm. this was his tragedy. Yes, but still, we oftentimes and I'm not saying that it's our fault, but what mm-hmm. I'm saying is we oftentimes put the blame on God and we're done. We're just, we just throw it at him and we're done. But when, when I read this verse, God was moving on me, and he was like, you know, look at this. This is what your response should be. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Florida, and I can see why someone like David is called a man after God's own heart, because, I, w- I mean, I, admittedly, I would have difficulty with that. The, the immediate response, worship. Mm-hmm. Our immediate response is often question. We question you, Lord, and we're like, I don't understand, and I'm just so frustrated. And we throw questions at him. We throw accusations at him. But with David, it's worship. With Job, it's worship. And I and that's amazing in 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 and of itself. I mean, and it's it's not like it's a half-hearted worship either. It it it's not like a a tongue-in-cheek or biting, gritting the teeth, mm-hmm. forced worship. It's it's an honest from the heart yeah. uh, form of worship. And. And I, I agree with Brian on this that it's it's the hardest thing to to do yeah. um, is in the face of tragedy and the and and the, in the face of uh, adversity to give those un unending praise and worship uh, to God and it's 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 two different uh, you know it's 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 two different uh, scenarios you know. Uh, Job was tearing his robes and giving praise, and David was putting on his clothes and um, basically restarting, not really restarting, but kind of uh, reaffirming that relationship that he had with God. He admitted, you know, yeah, I made the mistake. I, it, 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 it's, it was wrong. And he, he knew that there was punishment to have, but he still gave praise to God. He still gave that worship. Um you know, in our lives, there's so often times that uh, we make poor choices and we ask the questions, why? Why, God? Why is this happening? Um, you know, and it, instead of giving that worship, just falling on our face before Him and giving praise, and I know that sounds completely counterproductive to what 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 people normally do mm-hmm. but it's in him that you find that comfort that you find that peace you know when when God wraps you up and just says it's okay everything's gonna be fine yeah. you know we're not spared the punishment 
but he's there to bring us through it. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people that um, are living the life of their mistakes. Yeah. You know, they weren't miraculously healed from a choice that they had made overnight, but God has brought them through it, and they have an amazing testimony because of it. Mm-hmm. So what is our, and, and what you're pointing at is assurance. What is uh-huh. our assurance in all this? I mean, we have examples, mm-hmm. and, you know, that's great. And so when I was preparing for this myself, I, you know, I, you know, I could feel it in the back of my mind, you know, thinking that, you know, what is our assurance? Mm-hmm. What can, I mean, we see example, we see what we should do, but what more can we give praise about? What mm-hmm. what can we give to y'all to acknowledge and to say, this is your assurance. This is what God is saying. And there are two incidents, uh, uh, two mm-hmm. examples in Scripture that I've seen that I came upon. Uh, one of which is when Christ was about to be crucified. It's in the book of John. Uh, John 16, 22. Christ is about to be crucified, and he gives that assurance to the disciples. Mm-hmm. He says, Therefore, you have, uh, you too have grief now, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and no one will take that joy from you. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, Lord, that's awesome, because that's what a lot of people had at September 11th. They had that grief. Mm-hmm. But take, I mean, take joy. Take take. You know, take heart because you can rejoice and no one will take that from you because you will see Christ. Mm -hmm. He will be with you. And another part was whenever Lazarus had had died and Jesus was talking to Martha and everything and he was was giving her assurance. He was, you know, he was trying to comfort her. And Martha's, and and it's in, uh, excuse me, it's in John 11, 24 through 26. Mm-hmm. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. And then he asked her, do you believe this? And of course she acknowledged him. That's the question you should ask yourself. Do you believe this? Mm-hmm. Because this is the assurance that Christ brings to every believer and I mean when God put that on my heart I was like you know wow that's that's a question asked directly to us you know we throw up why and it's like God is you know God says this and he says do you believe it mm-hmm. and if the yeah if the answer is yes then I mean the why can that can cause so much disheart and, and discontent in our life but the real question is do I believe this the answer is, you know, an affirmation, yes, then there's, the why has no place in my life. Mm-hmm. What has place is the who, and that's Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, one other verse that came to mind uh, is actually from the Sermon on the Mount. I've been doing uh, more of an in-depth study on it, and that's uh, verse 4, which it's known as the Beatitudes, and it says, you know, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Yes. You know, who better to comfort us than our Heavenly Father? Mm-hmm. You know, tragedy strikes without warning, um, whether it's intentional or whether it's an accident. Um, you know, this world can only bring comfort so far, and it's it's a falsehood. 
It's it's not a reality. Brian pointed out probably some of the the more impactful verses, especially when when Jesus gave that assurance of of that comfort. It doesn't mean that it's going to be easy, and it doesn't mean that it's going to feel good. But the fact is, there is hope. There is. Uh, there is a tomorrow, you know, and it's it's okay to mourn. It's okay to weep. It's okay to feel sorrow, for you will be comforted. And you know, we 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 see that time and time in Scripture. Uh, you you see that uh, God is always there to give that comfort uh, if if you're willing to seek after Him. If you chase after him, he will be there for to give you that comfort. And you know, it's it's just so awesome to to know that we have access to that. Mm-hmm. That if you will seek him, you know, he's not going to hide himself from us. Mm-hmm. And we give just the utmost praise for that, for that comfort. Um, you know. This it it's been 12 years since 9/11, and it's still a very very tender subject. It's something that's very very um, powerful. Um, but we can also look back on it and and use that to say, you know what? God gave us comfort. Mm-hmm. God has given us uh, the strength to persevere. Yeah, it's a point in our history that we can acknowledge mm-hmm. that God was present. He, I mean, some people say that, you know, where was God during 9-11? Mm-hmm. God was present. Mm-hmm. He was there, and it, it could have been so much worse, mm-hmm. and yet, he was there, he protected us, he took care of us, he yeah. comforted us. Mm-hmm. And we have to acknowledge him for that. Yeah, And give him praise and worship. If you would, uh, join us in prayer. Demos Grace, Heather, Father, Lord God, we just want to say thank you so much and just give praise and, and, and glory and honor to you, Lord God, uh, for everything you've done for us, for the great comfort that you've given us, Lord, in the Holy Spirit. And Lord, I pray that uh, you would be with the families of those who lost loved ones uh, on September 11, 2001, Lord, that, uh, that they will have the peace and comfort that can only come from you, Lord God. And though we may never understand fully or know the why, I pray that we would, uh, as, as Brian mentioned, Lord, look to the who, and that's looking to you. Uh, Lord, if there's anybody who doesn't know you as their personal Lord and Savior, Lord, I pray that they would do that. Uh, they would come to know you as their Lord and Savior in uh, before it's too late, Lord. And I pray that uh, you would be with this podcast and just help it to reach out to all those out there, Lord, as, 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 we, as we begin to grow, as we begin to develop into what you would have us to be, Lord. I pray that you would hide us behind the cross and draw us near to you. I pray that you'd be with those out there who are sick, uh, or hurting, Lord, that you would you would give them uh, comfort. And uh, again, we just give all praise and honor to you, Lord. In your holy name we pray. Amen.